Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. In less than a week, voters from here will join others from around the world. And you will be launching the largest electoral battle in the history of mankind. Mankind, that word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interests. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 6th of November. And you will once again be voting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution. But from socialism. From communism. We're fighting for our right to live. To succeed. And should we win the day. The 6th of November will no longer be known as an American holiday, but as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our election day. This is Ed Hoffman, and welcome to the main event. I opened up with that clip uh, slightly altered from the movie Independence Day because Tuesday is Election Day. Really important. You know, it seems like every every election we're, uh, we're saying this is the most important election. You know, we've got our country on the, right tr- on the right track right now. We want to make sure that we keep it that way. And it's so important. If you haven't voted yet, make sure you go out and vote on Tuesday. If you're Democrat, you vote on Wednesday. Um, and uh, let's uh, let's let's keep uh, let's keep uh, the Trump train on the tracks. I also used uh, that clip from Sticks. The Great White Hope used to be my theme song. Couldn't use it every week. So uh, so uh, you know what. Dennis DeYoung is uh, performing this uh, weekend at the Fox Theater in Riverside. That's Dennis DeYoung's voice on there, even though it's James Young's song. James Young told me I could use it, but his publisher said can't use it as a theme. So we get to use it once a year or so without getting in trouble. So anyway, so all's good. All's good. So lots of good stuff happening, happening, and it's going to be an exciting, uh, exciting week this coming up. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be tons of rhetoric on the radio, on the TV, uh, I myself will be getting on a cruise ship on Sunday and, uh, I'll be back in two weeks. <laughs> Leaving from San Pedro, five days across to the Hawaiian islands, four days in the islands, five days back. It's going to be fun. Don and I will be enjoying thoroughly, not 
being on the mainland. So it's going to be fun, and I hope you don't miss us, Scott McAfee, being here soloing for me for the next two weeks. Um, he actually will be recording uh, on the day I hit land, so maybe I'll do a call-in thing and and talk for thirty seconds before Don slaps the phone out of my hand. Should be uh, should be good. Maybe we'll talk to you next week, and maybe we won't. But you know, it's going to be exciting on Tuesday night, Wednesday. Unfortunately, some of the smaller elections we don't hear we don't hear the tallies for a couple days afterwards. It's not like uh, the presidential elections where they follow it so detailed. And this is a midterm, so we'll see what happens. But anyway, let's talk about everything that's going on. But first, let me introduce myself. My name's Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender located here in Southern California, offices all over the place, lending in California and Arizona. Probably by the time I get back from my cruise, we'll be, uh, we'll be uh, lending in Ohio and uh, soon to be following with Florida and then Texas and Nevada. I'm hoping Nevada goes soon because we're already set up in Nevada, but... That state doesn't move too fast. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate, and if you're looking to buy real estate, there are some fantastic opportunities, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll-free area code 855-640-2020. And let me tell you also, just so you know, the opportunities in real estate if you're buying is it's a buyer's market right now. There seems to be a way slowdown because the interest rates went up a little bit. You know, they really went up several months back, actually last year. Um, and before they, it seems to be people are in shock that they've gone up as much as they have. Uh, rates still mostly in the fives, um, some in the high fours, depending on how much you're putting down in your credit scores. But um, the the rates are still way good compared to where we were a few years ago. But we just had a few years of unrealistically great great rates but if you're looking to buy they're not going down they're going to continue to go up buy now and the and the buyers are not moving fast so the sellers are getting more uh more motivated to take lower offers and to bargain with you pay closing costs and do all that stuff get out there and buy but before you do it you need to be pre-qualified call me at 855-640-2020 also reverse mortgages for those of you seniors that are that are are on the fence eh, should i do it now should... remember just so you know reverse mortgages are based on your age your age of your uh the value of your house and your uh, and the actuarials and your and your interest rates as the interest rates go up the amount the amount of money that you get is reduced because because your your loan will accrue faster so the sooner you, if you're thinking about it, call me 855-640-2020. Do it now before the rates go any higher. Cause based on what your rate is when we close as to, uh, how your, uh, how your loan, uh, amortizes, how it accrues interest. And, uh, so you may be making a significant difference by not waiting. Um, if you want to get in touch with me, but you don't want to talk on the phone, wccloans.com, www.wccloans.com. Uh, click on looking for a loan, click on apply now and, uh, p- put as much information as you uh, want to give me. Tell me how much information you want back and you'll hear back from either myself or one of my competent, talented teammates, Eric Marquez, Alex Rojas, Cody Bradbury, and, uh, or, uh, Aaron Fredericks. Um, I got another person on my team, but I don't know if his license cleared yet. So I won't, can't say his name till next time. And, uh, but you know, next two weeks, you probably not hear back from me. You'll hear back from one of my teammates, but you know what? My teammates are talented. They're competent. Uh, they work with me and every single, every single transaction that goes through our pipeline, 
uh, we're all involved in. So we go go through them two or three times a week, and we go down the details of every loan. So if you happen to talk to Eric or Alex or or Cody or Aaron uh, or Randy, um, they are me. I am them. Don't don't uh, feel like oh I didn't get it on this one. You got it on all of them. So anyway, uh, wccloans.com. Um, if there's anything on the show that you missed or you want to play back. Uh, you can get the uh, go to edhoffman.net, click on podcast page, and you'll see the podcast of this show as well as several past shows. You can also get the podcast on uh, SoundCloud or iTunes where you can uh, subscribe for free, have it download to your podcast listening device, whatever that may be, your phone or your computer or whatever else. Um, follow me on social media, at Ed Hoffman on Twitter. Um, the Facebook show is Facebook slash the main event dot com uh, main event ed hoffman and of course i've got my personal facebook you can find and if you want to leave some comments on the show if you say hey ed i think you're full of it or hey ed good job 855-640-2092 all right so let's uh let's get on to business here let's talk about what's going on in this uh in this country this week uh morale appears to be eroding inside the the various migrant caravans pushing towards the united states some members are dropping out to return home some are opting for asylum in Mexico. However, those who journey on towards the United States uh, U.S. border demanded this week that Mexico help them get here. Hmm, how did they do that? Well, the leaders of the caravan attempted to appeal to the Mexican government to provide them with safe, dignified transport through their country in order to avoid wading through the water in the Isthmus of Mexico and the violent city of Veracruz. Mexican officials ignored the request. So apparently you get over the southern border of Mexico uh, from Guatemala, and then there's some big, uh, you got to either walk around this big body of water or you got to wade through it. And uh, they don't want to walk around because it's too far and they don't want to get into the muddy water, so they ask for buses. They demanded Mexico give them buses, and Mexico said, nah, I don't think so. They Why did they ignore the request? It might be a little bit of pressure from uh, our President Trump who basically said, hey, you guys turn them around or our deal is off. And, uh, you know, it's good to have uh, have a, a president in the White House that actually has the, the guts to stand up, to stand up and be firm and say, hey, you know what, it's you guys, you guys make a decision. You're with us or against us. By Thursday, Walter Coelho, one of the Honduran organizers of the first caravan, admitted to reporters the attempt to get buses has failed. Well, we tried. We tried, but we didn't. However, the well-funded group Pueblo Sin Fronteras, which means uh, town without borders, which is what they want, which is what the Democrats want our country to be. Um, so Pueblo Sin Fronteras has been involved with supporting the journey during its time in Mexico. And uh, Pueblo Sin Fronteras, well-funded, funded by various other uh, uh, right, uh, left-wing groups, um, mostly funded by uh, George Soros, who's uh, got a gazillion dollars and nothing to do with it but try to disrupt uh, disrupt life everywhere he can think of. As of Thursday, the first of the three caravans was about a thousand miles from the U.S. border, U.S.-Mexico border. So you know, and I've been hearing a thousand miles from the border for a long time. Apparently, you get to a uh, you get to a certain fork in the road where, hey, you know, you guys are going to Texas, you guys are going to California. So I'm not really sure because I thought the Texas people were closer, and the California people were like extra several hundred miles away. Um, I don't know. Homeland Security uh, Secretary Kirsten Nielsen has a message for the migrants. There is a legal way to enter this country. Uh, those who choose to enter illegally will be stopped. My general message to this caravan is do not come. You will not be allowed in. There is a right way to emigrate to the United States, and this is not it. 
sounds a lot like what Mike Pompeo said last week and what Trump has been saying. And uh, it's good to hear, uh, you know, for a change, it's good to hear the Republicans all on the same page. Um, if you've noticed, one of the things that one of the differences between Democrats and Republicans is is Republicans all seem to think for themselves, which means sometimes they don't agree on everything or every little detail. Whereas the Democrats have a weekly have a weekly conference call where they all get on and then all of a sudden they get on a new on a new um, uh, a new mission. Well, this week our mission is going to be uh, these bombs were sent by President Trump, and this week we're gonna and then this and the next week we're gonna say that uh, he's an anti semite, and then he, we're gonna say this, and you start seeing all the Democrat people, the Cory Booker's and the and the Kamala Harris's and the and the Maxine Waters and the and the uh, Nancy Pelosi's, they're all getting on the shows on TV and all using the same uh, keywords um, because they they all get together. You get guys like Mark DeCano, uh, our congressman here in uh, Riverside area, uh, who is useless. Um, basically, vote. Hey, if a Republican wrote the bill, doesn't matter what it's about, just vote against it. Doesn't matter if if it's a great idea. Doesn't matter if it's hey, we're gonna say we're gonna do a constitutional amendment to say uh, um, the sky is blue. Nope, nope, not signing that. Not signing that. Doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't matter what it is if a if a Republican wrote it, he votes no. Uh, and especially if it has nothing to do with anything that's LGBT, then he doesn't care about it. Meanwhile, the number of military troops uh, the Department of Defense will deploy to the border has substantially multiplied. Now 5,200 will be re- responding. 5,200 troops will be responding to the invasion, and they're prepared for the worst. From the Military Times on Wednesday, the 5,200 troops mobilizing to the U.S. southern border are headed there to deter a caravan of migrants. But some of the direct threats they are preparing for are homegrown, according to the, to the documents obtained by the Military Times. What are those? In those documents, the military is concerned about already dangerous drug cartels that operate with impunity on both sides of the border, armed U.S. citizens taking the law into their own hands or pilfering their gear, and, and far-right or far-left protesters inciting violence. So in other words, the, uh, the, the military is going down there and they're worried about these uh these drug cartels and these uh these groups down there um that take that was going to steal their gear and take law into their own hands and be little uh, vigilantes against the military here's president speaking to Laura Ingram What's the military going to be able to do? Obama uh, Obama and Bush both sent the National Guard. It had no effect. They're not me. This is the I'm sending up the military. This is the military. And they're standing there. And one thing that will happen. No lethal force. When they're captured, we don't let them out. What has been happening, and we're not as of pretty recently, we're not letting them out. What happens is they would catch and release. We're catching. We're not releasing. So if they want to come over, but we're not even doing that. We're not letting them into this country. So, you know, we're sending the mil- we're sending the military, not the National Guard. So it brings up what he's saying. And he's not sending in these guys like uh, from this scene in First Blood. Keep firing. Come on, guys. Shoot. Come on. Oh, you guys are great. All right, Steve. Yo, I want you and Bruce head around these trees. Go to the front of that mine. I ain't going up there. No way. Raymond. What? I want you to go into that mine. Oh, not me. What do you mean, not me? Look, I do this part time. I didn't come here to get killed. Now he's probably in there just waiting for us. 
What's wrong with you, Clinton? Who's got the rocket launcher? I do. Come here, Earl. Maybe we should wait. Earl, this creep is a killer. Besides, I'm in charge, and I say we blow it up. Now fire that thing. Just let me get out of the way first. Dig his body out of there right away. Oh, I mean, you can't get a dozer up here. You're gonna have to find somebody to dig him out. Well, it's your mess, Clinton. You clean it up. Will, come on! I gotta be back at the drugstore tomorrow. All right, all right, all right, all right. Those of you guys at Air March Air Force Reserve uh, Air Reserve Base, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I wasn't ranking on the National Guard. I was just being funny. So anyway. That's uh, all you guys. Uh, all you guys at March. I love you guys, and I love all you, all you military guys. But that's you gotta admit that was funny. That was funny. Okay, so we're not. So Trump's not sending the National Guard. Um, at least in the movies, the National Guard's a bunch of wusses. So, uh, so apparently, uh, in real life, they're not. At least not the guys at March that I know, because they got the drones and they got uh, they got some uh, cojones. So anyway, uh, so anyway, I just. I couldn't help myself. So anyway, uh, so Trump, uh, so then Trump uh, on Thursday made these comments. The biggest loophole drawing illegal aliens to our borders is the use of fraudulent or meritless asylum claims to gain entry into our great country. They're given a little legal statement to read and they read it. And now all of a sudden they're supposed to qualify, but that's not the reason they're here. This merely asserts the need for asylum and then often released into the United States and they await a lengthy court process. The court process will take years sometimes for them to attend. Well, we're not releasing them into our country any longer. They'll wait. So so just so you understand and then say we're not going to catch and release. We're going to, you know, this is what's going on. So these guys who aren't really looking for asylum, they're just trying to get into the United States. They came out of Honduras. They came out of Guatemala. They're in Mexico now. They're not in, they're not being persecuted. They're not needing to get anywhere. They can, in fact, a lot of the people are actually getting asylum at Mexico City. So they're going, getting out of Guatemala, getting out of Honduras and this, hey, come to Mexico City. The other ones are saying, hey, we're heading for the United States. So the ones that are going to the United States are saying, we don't need asylum. We don't need asylum because we're in Mexico now. So we're not in being persecuted by our government because you're not in your country. But they know they have to read this particular uh, this particular phrase to get asylum. And then we run them through their hearing process and say, okay, come back in two years. And uh, then we release them and they never come back. So what Trump is saying is, hey, we're not going to catch and release. We're going to keep them. So, hey, if it's two years and you're going to live here for two years, and you're not going to enjoy the the uh, the freedoms and the benefits of being uh, in the United States. And uh, he's taking a he's taking a, uh, a his lead from uh, Sheriff Joe Arpaio of Maricopa County, uh, Arizona, former sheriff. Um, he's taking lead from them by talking about building a tent city. We have thousands of tents. We have a lot of tents. We have a lot of everything. We're going to hold them right there. We're not letting them into our country. You know what? I think that's I think that's awesome. You know, the people that support law and order always supported uh, Sheriff Joe. And uh, I think that's awesome. I'm completely behind it. 
It's a good thing that we have a president who actually wants to protect us now. Meanwhile, Obama, Barack Hussein Obama, is using his time at Democrat campaign rallies to mock those of us who don't want this caravan invading our border. Here he is while campaigning for Democrats in Washington this week. Now the latest thing, they're, they're, they're they're trying to convince everybody to be afraid of a bunch of impoverished, malnourished refugees a thousand miles away. That, that's, the, that's the thing that, that is the most important thing in this election, not health care, not, not uh, you know, whether or not folks are, are able to retire, not, not you know, doing something about higher wages or rebuilding our roads and bridges and putting people back to work. Suddenly, it's this group of folks, we don't even know where they are, they're way down there. That's the biggest thing. And you know, as soon as the election's over, everybody will be like, what? What, what, what happened? We were being invaded. Where, where'd it go? And it, you know what? It would be funny, except they do it every time, and too often it works. And everybody gets all freaked out. And we got to stop falling for this stuff. Yeah, we do, and it's amazing how uh, how uh, smooth Obama is not without his teleprompter. You know, and uh, he makes a makes a comment about these impoverished and malnourished people. I don't know. I just see what I see. I look at the cameras. They don't look malnourished. They don't look impoverished. They don't look they don't look like they're unhealthy. They look pretty clean. I don't know how you can walk thousands and thousands of miles and uh, still have clean clothes on. Uh, they don't look like they're uh, they're 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 wanting for food. So someone must be feeding them. And uh, so I don't know if you buy this BS, then uh, you must be a Democrat. So uh, and then they say, hey, this is the most important thing. They're not they're not concerned about health care. Wait, you got Obamacare. There should be no issues with health care. And uh, and how about uh, and how about roads and bridges? We should be focused on roads and bridges. Uh, wasn't that what you were doing? Roads and bridges and fixing our infrastructure. And how about, uh, you know, you spent all that money. You ran up 10, $10 trillion dollars worth of debt to fix our infrastructure. And guess what? There's still roads and bridges that aren't fixed. What are you talking about, Obama? How about uh, wages? Hey, wages and jobs, they're here. We accomplish that stuff. So, uh, you know, Obama is just blowing smoke up everybody's uh, rear end. Um, you know, and he's, you know, he just, and how about that stuff that just disappeared? You know, like uh, the Kavanaugh, the Kavanaugh sexuality, sexual uh, attack that's going on. All those girls just disappeared in the pipe bomber. No one's talking about that. The pipe bombs that the Republicans were sending to Democrats and, uh, uh, how about uh, all the all the other stuff all the other stuff that they brought up? Uh, you know, here's let me give you some inconvenient truths about this caravan. Mexican law enforcement has deported uh, has deported two immigrants in the first two migrants in the first caravan as they are reportedly fugitives wanted for triple murder. Mexican officials have warned that migrants in the caravan attacked agents with rocks, glass bottles, and fireworks when they broke through a gate on the Mexican end, but were pushed back. Some allegedly carried guns and firebombs. Another migrant traveling in the caravan admitted to a reporter that he fled his home country of Honduras after he got in trouble for attempted murder. Man, these guys, we want to just open our doors, man. They're, they're, they're seeking, just they want a nice life. And listen to what this member of the caravan said in his own words. Criminals is everywhere, okay? Uh, it's criminals in here. I mean, it is. But it's, it's not that many.
Yep, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty amazing. You know, they're trying to make it look like, hey, you're worried about impoverished and mal- impoverished and malnourished people. Is that all they got to worry about? Hey, you know what? I don't want them coming across the border and coming into my into my neighborhood. I don't want this. You know, there's there's there's. You can only be so tough. When there's when there's eighty against one, you're gonna lose. Okay, it doesn't matter. You know what? It's there's there's only so much you can do. And these guys are coming by the thousands. And if they decide they wanna they wanna take over, I want them kept out of the country. You know, being in America is a is a privilege. And you know, thank thank God that He gave us He gave He let us be born in our country. And those of you that weren't born in the country, you know you you know the privilege that and the what you went through to become a citizen or to get here legally. Shouldn't be it shouldn't be a right of every person on this earth. And now they've got a now they've got a group of uh, of immigrants that are going to sue the country for not giving them their constitutional rights. And I'm seeing that go over social media. Wait, 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 wait. What constitutional rights do people in other countries have? I guess they should talk to their government and talk about their constitutional rights. But our constitutional rights are there for American citizens. Hey, I'm all out of time for part one of the main event. Stay tuned for five minutes of traffic, weather, commercials, sports, and I'll be right back with part two. Don't go away. And welcome to back to part two of the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. I don't talk a lot about uh, real estate financing and all that stuff on the radio, but if you need some real estate financing, if you're looking to buy and you want to go with a lender that thinks like you do, and we'll tell you the truth straight about what's best for you, and we'll close your deal on time, and the realtors will know that, hey, if you're dealing with wholesale capital, it's going to close on time, and if we say you're approved, you're approved. Um, Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020, day or night, toll-free. Area code 855-640-2020. And uh, also, one last time, if you uh, hear anything on the radio you want to make a comment on, the listener hotline is 855-640-2020. 92. Hey, so uh, we talked about the caravan coming on, and uh, this week President Trump indicated he intended to work on eradicating birthright citizenship. As more than 4 million children born in the United States are citizens by birth to illegal immigrant parents. He made his comments in an interview Sunday on Axios on HBO. On immigration, some legal scholars believe you can get rid of birthright citizenship without changing the Constitution. With an executive order. Exactly. Right. Uh, Have you thought about that? Yes. Tell me more. It was always told to me that you needed a constitutional amendment. Right. Guess what? Amendment. You don't. You don't. Number one. Number one, you don't need that. Number two. I mean, that's in dispute. You could definitely that's very much in dispute. Well, you can definitely do it with an act of Congress. But now they're saying I can do it just with an executive order. Now, how ridiculous. We're the only country in the world where a person comes in, has a baby, and the baby is essentially a citizen of the United States for 85 years with all of those benefits. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And it has to end. Um, have you talked about that with counsel? Yeah, I have. So where in the process? It's you- in the process. It'll happen. When the news of those comments broke, Lindsey Graham tweeted, Finally, a president willing to take on the absurd policy of birthright citizenship. In addition, I plan to introduce legislation along the same lines as proposed executive order from the president. So you know what? Somebody comes in this, you know, you got uh, illegal immigrants. And I think there's a, I think there was news of a whole big uh, um, ring of people running a business of getting people uh, their, uh, their visas to come in. And I think from Asia, people from China and Russia and, and Japan that would fly in 
when they're due. So you gotta, you gotta, you have to fly. I don't know if you're allowed to fly your last month of pregnancy. So you got to come in early enough that you're allowed to fly, fly into the United States on a, just coming on vacation. And they set them up in a, in a hotel or an apartment until they, till they drop their baby out. And then that baby is a, is a uh, United States citizen. Um, so they're, you know, and I'm, and I'll, and I'll use, this is a loophole in our, in our laws that people will take advantage of. And I've mentioned this a bunch of times. I saw Greenspan speak, um, about after the mortgage, after the mortgage meltdown and someone asked him, you know, what, what are you going to do to make sure that this doesn't happen again? And he said, Hey, fraud and corruption are, are a byproduct of our freedoms. The only way to stop people from taking advantage of loopholes in our system is to take away freedoms. And so that's, there's always going to be people, as long as we have a liberal, a liberal tax code, there's going to be people that cheat on it. As long as we have freedoms to, to do things, you know, there's, as long as we have right to bear arms, there's going to be people who take advantage of that. And, uh, Hey, there's going to be people that are carrying guns that don't have uh, concealed carry uh, permits. There's always going to be people that break the law and, and, uh, that take advantage to the, you know, take advantage of the loopholes to their, to their advantage. So they use the Use the loopholes to their advantage. People are taking advantage of that. So those who oppose ending birthright citizenship say it's a violation of the 14th Amendment to the Constitution. While most of the opposition's on the left, some of it comes from moderate Republicans. Here's a soon-to-be-retired Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan. You cannot end birthright citizenship with an executive order. We didn't like it when Obama tried changing immigration laws via executive action. And obviously, as conservatives, um, you know, we believe in, in, in the Constitution. You know, as a conservative, I'm a believer in following the plain text of the Constitution. And I think in this case, the 14th Amendment's pretty clear. Yeah, well, the problem is that Paul Ryan, just like most of our citizens, don't take the time to actually read the amendment and know what it acts. Hey, you know what? I know what the rule is. The rule is if you're born here, you're a citizen. Doesn't really matter who your parents are. You may not be a natural born citizen or you may not be blah, 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 whatever it is. You can define that. But if you're born here, you're a citizen. End of story. Well, you, apparently every now and then you need to go back and read the text and see what it actually says. Here's what the 14th Amendment written in 1868. That's three years after uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln was assassinated. All persons, here's what it really says, all persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and the state wherein they reside. No state shall make shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. So apparently uh, they, they missed out that one little section says, and subject to the jurisdiction thereof. Donald Trump, President Trump, uh, tweeted out, so-called birthright citizenship, which costs our country billions of dollars and is very unfair to our citizens. Remember that, very unfair to our citizens. I guess he's a nationalist. He's trying to take care of our citizens uh, first. It's very unfair to our citizens. will be ended one way or the other. It is not covered by our 14th Amendment because the word subject to the ju- jurisdiction thereof. Many legal scholars agree. The president is correct. The legal scholars who wrote the book Citizenship Without Consent Illegal aliens and American polity, P-O-L-I-T-Y, polity, 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 polity. I guess that means in a political environment, uh, wrote this book in 1985, wrote about this topic again this week in American Affairs magazine. The context of 1868 is the key to interpreting that phrase. 
The United States did not restrict immigration at that time, but did exclude several groups born on soil governed by the U.S. from the birthright citizenship. Plainly, the phrase subject to the jurisdiction was meant to leave Congress with the power to regulate access to birthright citizenship for groups whose presence or membership did not, it did not consent to. So that's what it meant. Once upon a time, it was acceptable for Democrats to believe in the sovereignty of the United States and the sacredness of American citizenship. One Democrat who believed it was former Nevada Senator Harry Reid, long before he was majority, majority leader of the Senate, way back in 1993, here's what Harry Reid had to say. If making it easy to be an illegal alien isn't enough, how about offering a reward for being an illegal immigrant? No, no sane country would do that, right? Guess again. If you break our laws by entering this country without permission and give birth to a child, we reward that child with U.S. citizenship and guarantee a full access to all public and social services this society provides. And that's a lot of services. Yeah, apparently uh, Harry Reid reversed his position in 99, so that was 93. Six years later, he reversed his position right after the union group, the AFL-CIO, which holds a significant political sway in Nevada, uh, changed his position to support birthright citizenship. So, you know, hey, you know, these guys that give me all my money want me to change my opinion, so I guess my opinion changes. I don't know. It just uh, makes him a politician. And uh, follow the money. Follow the money. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. So uh, what happened next this week? A nut job uh, anti-Semite, that means a guy that doesn't like Jewish people, gunned down 11 worshipers at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh over the weekend and now faces 44 criminal counts, 32 of which are punishable by death. Um, my uh, uh, my niece and nephew uh, live in Pittsburgh in our uh, our. Uh, very, uh, very traditional, very conventional, very uh, orthodox Jews. And uh, I tweeted out to see if they were there. Of course, it was on Saturday, and they don't respond to anything till sundown. But it was in Pittsburgh, so I figured there's three hours ahead to make sure that wasn't their synagogue they go to, and it wasn't. So, uh, so, uh, so you, so for those of you that were concerned about my family. Okay, you don't have to worry about it. no. No one in my family was shot there. Okay, in the wake of this despicable, despicable act, liberals are characteristically never letting a good crisis go to waste and blaming the president because of the rhetoric of the rhetoric he uses. None of that rhetoric has ever encouraged murder or anti-Semitism, of course. But don't let the facts get in the way, calling the president evil. No one sets the tone more than the president of the United States, uh, and the tone that he sets is one of division, often one of hatred. This has now become a struggle about good versus evil. And the president of the United States is evil. This man was, the flames of his hatred were fanned by a president who kept talking about this caravan of refugees as if they were terrorists. You can draw a direct line from all of the vitriol and hate rhetoric about the caravan that's, you know, some 2,000 miles away from our border and the gunmen in Pittsburgh who referenced that who referenced that and somehow turned it into an attack on Jews. Hmm. I don't know exactly what it was that Donald Trump said that got people to hate Jews. I don't really think that was the guy. I don't know. Uh, the last, that last comment about a direct link between Trump criticizing the migrant caravan 
and a crazy person who killed Jewish Americans was from CNN's Allison Camerata. She seems surprised to hear this from the rabbi of the Tree of Life Synagogue, Rabbi Jeffrey Myers. President Trump has talked about coming to Pittsburgh and coming to your synagogue in the aftermath of this. Do you want him to come? The the president of the United States is always welcome. Um, I'm a citizen. He's my president. He's certainly welcome. And uh, she wasn't the only CNN anchor to make offensive remarks this week. The network uh, dialed up the crazy on all its shows with Don Lemon saying this Wednesday night. So we have to stop demonizing people and realize the biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right up to the right. And we have to start doing something about them. There is no travel ban on them. There is no ban on, you know, they have the Muslim ban. There is no white guy ban. So what do we do about that? Hey, I, for one, as a white guy, am offended by this. I'm going to send Jeff Zucker an email and say, I am offended. I want Don Lemon fired. You know what? Uh, one little, one little uh, uh, ambient, ambient infused tweet from Roseanne. They fired her. Okay. One little, one little, you know what? Has everybody heard about Megyn Kelly? You know, Megyn Kelly was used to be on Fox. Now she's on NBC. Now she, well, she was on NBC until this week. <clears throat> she made some little, uh, some little comment about it's okay to, to uh, for white people to put on to put on blackface to uh, uh, on Halloween because everybody's dressing up in costumes, and they fired her over it. Can you believe that she got fired over it? Are the rest of you white people getting getting a kind of a little bit bothered by the fact that we say one little thing and we get fired? We can say what we say. One little, you know, make one little, one little statement that may or may not even have anything remotely to do with racism and we get fired, but all the other races and colors get to say any damn thing they want and nothing happens to them. Hey, the real enemy is the white man. Now white guys, there's no travel ban against us. There's not, you know what? Enough is enough. Is anybody besides me getting a little bit perturbed by this? Everybody just honk your horn. It's just amazing to me how how the how the crazy is just getting all dialed up. Unfortunately for CNN Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh was grateful to have the president support this week. Here's how the staff it so he went to to Pittsburgh, he went to the synagogue and he went to Pittsburgh University Hospital and to see the victims that were there, not well, the people that were that were still alive. And uh, here's how the hospital staff greeted him. Uh, when he, Melania, and uh, Jared Kushner, and Jared Kushner, his son-in-law, and Ivanka, his his daughter, visited. Thank you, President oh, thank Trump. You, President. Thank, thank you, President. Thank you. Thank you. Keep it up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you all very much. No, thank you, sir. Be back. Great job. Thank you, Mr. President. We love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Can I shake your hand, sir? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you, President Trump. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Yeah, you know, I think that's how the silent majority is. You know, it's not cool to get on the get on social media and tell all your friends, especially if you're in the on the on the East Coast, that you're a Trump supporter. But you know what? You gotta admit it. It makes it makes you feel good when you see the president 
handing out waters to hurricane victims and going to visit people in hospitals and actually doing something, not just talking about doing something, not just reading a teleprompter of kind words, but actually doing something for America and for Americans. You know what? It's people. I've seen people on social media, everything Trump does, they criticize it. You know what? Trump is doing the job we hired him for, and that's create an environment for America to be great. Get the regulations out. Lower the taxes. Make things right. Make sure and vote Tuesday or go early. Don and I voted uh, this past Monday. I posted it on Facebook. Hey, I voted. And there was a line. We could go over there on uh, Gateway uh, at the county recorder in Riverside, uh, right by Marino Valley. We go in there, and and, uh, and Monday morning at 8 a.m., there was a line for early voting and a midterm. That, to me, is encouraging. Maybe it was because it, they hadn't been open very long because I got there, you know, maybe. I don't know they opened at 8, and I was there at... 815, 820, and there was a line, but there seemed to be people, the parking lot was full. There's people dropping off ballots. There's people, you know, I, this is encouraging. And I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's Democrats. I think it's Republicans. And, you know, Travis Allen, when he was running for governor, said he felt there was a silent majority in California of people that were going to go into the ballot box this time and check the box for anybody for governor that has an R next to his name and that we could win California and turn California red again because there's enough people here uh, in California that voted for Trump. If all those people just went and voted for the Republican candidate, unfortunately we got John Cox instead of, uh, instead of Travis Allen, but I went in and checked the box next to John Cox because it's an anti, anti Gavin, Gavin Newsom uh, vote. So uh, make sure you guys vote on Tuesday. And just in case I don't get a chance to plug Make sure you vote for Aja Smith in the 41st District, and make sure you vote for Sean Flynn in the 61st District. 61st is uh, Redlands and San Bernardino. Aja Smith is uh, uh, Riverside, uh, Paris, Marino Valley, um, Harupa Valley, and then uh, Assembly, uh, Bill Asaley. They're they're spending a lot of money to beat Bill Asaley of Riverside County and Henry Nickel in San Bernardino County. For assembly, we need to get out there and vote. Check those boxes next to those guys' name. Let's support these guys and uh, get them elected. We need to get rid of some uh, some morons in our Congress and in our state assembly. We need to, we need to turn some common sense on in this country and especially in this state of California. Um, I'm not ready to to move and give it up to the Democrats and say, you know, what? hey, if the Democrats want their own state, Puerto Rico, we can make Puerto Rico the 51st state and give that island community tropical paradise to the Democrats. We, we Republicans want to keep California for ourselves. So uh, Democrats have uh, shown they will do whatever it takes to make the blue wave happen on Tuesday, November 6th. No matter how low they have to stoop. What what they did to Judge Kavanaugh backfired. Staging the caravans seems to be backfiring. And the email bomb stunt backfired. We're, hearing, we're not hearing about it anymore, are we? Uh, other, th- other than maybe this little thing. Uh, here's a little story that that I heard about that uh, maybe isn't isn't quite uh, uh, major major headlines yet. Uh, the the name Caesar Syak uh, seems to be uh, connected in a really strange turn of events. This is what it says in Town Hall. Uh, in a really strange turn of events, it has been discovered that the bombing suspect Caesar Syak worked at Ultra Gentlemen's Club in West Palm Beach, Florida, the same strip club that Stormy Daniels performed at back in April according to WPTV. 
Syok worked as a DJ at the club on Thursday afternoon. He was arrested on Friday. According to the club's manager, Stacy Sakal, Syok had worked as a DJ for the past two months. She had received no complaints about him from other staff members as he seemed like a nice guy. I never knew that his van was covered in political stickers. I thought it was an ice cream truck. Sakal told WPTV, noting that he parked far from the club. Sakal also said her employees had no idea that Syok was political. He never talked about politics at work, and no one noticed the stickers on his van because he how far away he parked uh, when he had a shift. You know, it's amazing. It's amazing, and this is the conspiracy theory that we're all talking about is, you know what? It seems weird that he's driving an old van, but it looks like brand new, and those stickers are like brand new. They don't look weathered or sun-bleached or anything, and the posters that showing, uh, showing uh, Trump and all his people that he supposedly supported didn't even seem faded, although... If you put that in the window of your house or put it in the window of your car, after after a couple of weeks, it'd be faded and and bleached out. And apparently, if you looked on other other social media besides uh, besides Facebook, if you went on Instagram or Snapchat, I don't remember which one because I don't really know how to work either one of those. But I saw people that people that I know that were going on there and saying, "Hey, all all uh, all evidence, this guy's a Democrat." But somehow on Facebook in his van. He was a big Trump supporter. I don't know. Did you buy this BS? And how did the Democrats get this guy to uh, put that stuff on his van unless he knew he was going to get caught and then we were going to call him a a whack job right winger? I guess the Democrats really don't care who they run over or what they do to people or what 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 the payment is. I don't know. So what do you know? I don't know. So after 11 people were killed in Pittsburgh, Democrats had no problem using the tragedy to spread another lie about President Trump that he's an anti-Semite. Laura Ingram asked him about that. When you hear people use the phrase anti-Semitism to describe anything connected to you, you have a Jewish daughter, you have grandchildren who are Jewish, What's your reaction to that? And I just received an award from the state of Israel, from Bibi Netanyahu, thanking me because I moved the, as you know, the embassy to Jerusalem, making Jerusalem the capital of Israel. And I just did that. Now, how many presidents said they were going to do it and they never did it? Many, many presidents. I won't go over the names, but I can tell you every one of them. I can tell you what every one of them said. I just opened up and we opened it up we didn't don't just name it you know it was going to take years and years to build and it was going to cost over a billion dollars i opened up a beautiful building for four hundred thousand dollars already opened saved well over a billion dollars and it's it's opened after four months and you were criticized for that too you were criticized at the time i believe for being too pro-palestinian and now you're criticized yeah, on the other side and, and in fact this horrible human being this terrible person that did the shooting uh, he was not a donald trump fan because he said i was too close to israel yeah so you know what uh, be careful about what you listen to in the mainstream media and uh you know obama was the one who was who was disrespectful to the jews in israel if you remember he had a. Uh, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, Bibi Netanyahu, to the White House and uh, left him sitting in the in the Oval Office or the foyer or the whatever whatever room while he went went and sat down with his family and ate dinner and then left him waiting out there. Um, 
I don't know. It's it's like uh, like uh, I don't know. I think of some some stuff I can say on the radio that that how that how that how that should make people feel that what they do and the Jewish people seem to be more concerned with what what happens in Israel than what happens in the United States. And I'll tell you that uh, many of many of my family, uh, specifically my sister and her husband, are hardcore Democrats, even though there's absolutely no common sense to that. The stuff they care about is all Republican stuff, and they vote Democrat every time. I just don't understand it. So anyway, but uh, who does Barack Obama say the liars are? Republicans, of course. Here he is again while stumping for, uh, for the Democrats in Wisconsin. What we have not seen before, in our recent public life at least, is politicians just blatantly, repeatedly, baldly, shamelessly lying making stuff up. The president said he'd pass a middle class tax cut before the next election. Congress isn't even in session. He just makes it up. He says, I'm going to protect your pre-existing conditions while his Justice Department is in court right now trying to strike down those protections. That is not spin. That's not exaggeration. That's not trying to put a, a, a positive glow on things. That's lying. If you like your doctor, you can keep him. Oh, was was that telling the truth? I don't know. Hey, oh, the Benghazi attack was a spontaneous uh, uh, attack for, uh, on regarding a YouTube video. I don't know. Who's lying, folks? You figure it out. Hey, I'm all out of time for this episode of the main event. Uh, There's a lot more to talk about. We'll talk in two weeks. Folks, don't forget, vote on Tuesday or before. Get out there. This Oh, I don't think you can vote early on the weekend. So vote early Monday. Vote on Tuesday. And uh, remember, Aja Smith, um, Sean Flynn, Bill Asaley, Henry Nickel, and everything else. Vote with an R next to it. God bless you, and we'll see you in two weeks. The views expressed on this program are of Ed Hoffman and his invited guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or policies of Wholesale Capital Corporation. WCC is licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate Broker License Number 01147747, NMLS 9873, and California Finance Lenders License Number 603K610. Also licensed in Arizona by the Arizona Department of Financial Institutions. MB Number 0937346.